Welcome to Native America Calling, I'm Sean Spruce. Basketball is in the air as high school and college teams are on the court all over the country competing for tournament championships. For many teams, it's the culmination of a season of hard-fought wins and some heartbreaking losses. The sport has a special place in the hearts of Native American players and fans, and today we'll hear about success stories and rivalries while celebrating this special time of year. We're talking Native basketball right after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The U.S. Supreme Court is considering a challenge to the Indian Child Welfare Act. As the Mountain West News Bureau's Will Walkie reports, some states, including Wyoming, are preparing their own laws if the courts deem ICWA unconstitutional. ICWA requires state courts to prioritize placing Native American children in foster or adoption care within their tribal communities. It was passed in 1978 in response to the large number of indigenous children who were being separated from their cultural affiliations. Those against ICWA say it's unfair discrimination against non-indigenous people, but others, like Wyoming State Representative Landon Brown, disagree. He testified at the legislature in early March. I want to make sure that we step back just for a half a second and realize that these are sovereign tribes. This isn't necessarily about the race issue. This is about granting those rights to the sovereign tribes. The Wyoming legislature recently voted to codify ICWA protections for Native families. The state's governor signed that bill into law this week. Utah and Montana lawmakers have pushed to do the same. At least 11 other states, including New Mexico, have already done so. The court could make a ruling on ICWA as early as this spring. For National Native News, I'm Will Walkie in Laramie. The nation's fentanyl crisis is hitting American Indian and Alaska Native communities harder than others. That's according to federal officials. Matt Laszlo reports from Washington on efforts to stem the tragic tide of overdoses in Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Natives saw a 39% spike in overdoses between 2019 and 2020, according to the CDC. That's because of the flood of fentanyl pouring into America. Things only got worse during COVID lockdowns, as tribal leaders from coast to coast know all too well. It's everywhere. That's Mark Makaro, tribal chair of Southern California's Pachanga Band of Indians. Overdose rates among American Indian and Alaska Native women between 25 and 44 were nearly two times that of white women of the same age, according to the CDC. Makaro says it's a travesty. What we, what we see is, is fentanyl uh, being put into other products that are unwittingly being used, uh, are unwittingly causing death, and, uh, and it's, it's insidious. It's, it's sickening that that, that kind of uh, sociopathic activity is being, being used there, and people are making money off of it, cartels and, and others. Native Americans and Alaska Natives have historically suffered higher rates of substance use disorder than their non-Native peers. But Makaro says fentanyl has made everything worse. It, it, it makes everything more acute yeah. because uh, maybe, maybe folks weren't going to die from casual recreational use of whatever the substance was, but death is near certain when it comes to fentanyl. And, and so it, it is more dangerous. It's gone to the next level.
the National Congress of American Indians continues lobbying Congress for more resources to fight the overdose epidemic. But with Republicans now in control of the House of Representatives, steep budget cuts may be on the horizon. For National Native News, I'm Matt Laszlo in Washington. This week, the U.S. Senate confirmed Patrice Kunish as the commissioner of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Native Americans, promoting tribal self-sufficiency and cultural preservation. The commissioner is one of the most senior Senate-confirmed federal officials in Native policy at HHS. The commissioner advises the Health Secretary on Indian Affairs. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Ramona Farms, offering wholesome and delicious foods from our heirloom crops as our contribution to a better diet for the benefit of all people. We are honored to share our centuries-old farming and culinary traditions online at RamonaFarms.com. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. High school basketball seasons are culminating at state tournaments all over the country. Native ball players with their families, fans, and sometimes whole Native communities are among those traveling for high-stakes playoff games. Some teams, like the Alchisay High School girls from the Wright River Apache Reservation and the Lapway High School boys team from the Nez Perce Reservation, have already brought back state championship trophies. In this hour, we'll hear from some of the year's championship-winning teams about their seasons, postseason runs, and community involvement. And we sure hope you join us. Native basketball players are working hard all across the country, so please give a shout-out to your favorite high school basketball teams by calling 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Our first guest is joining us from Lapway, Idaho, Zachary Eastman. He's the head coach for the Lapway High School varsity boys basketball team. He's Crow. Coach Eastman, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? It's going great, and I want to congratulate you. Lapway Wildcats just won the Idaho State Basketball Championship. That puts the team's winning streak at 62 games. Is that a record? Um, Yes, but we actually we didn't win it this year. We've actually won it the past two years, and we actually did lose in the state championship this year um, to another Native American team out of the Coeur d'Alene um, Reservation. And we were on a 62-game win streak, and we lost in overtime in, by two points. Oh, my gosh. That's just a heartbreaker. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, how'd your players take it? 
Um, you know, being young athletes, um, I think they took it very well. Um, when you have all that kind of pressure on you and you have you work so hard all to play one game um it definitely is heartbreaking but you know we taught our boys that you know basketball is just a part of life and we can use these tools win and losses as tools for moving forward into whatever they want to do in their careers and the team uh, was it a younger team this season or do you have a lot of seniors yeah so um lapway we usually only graduate about 40 kids every year. We're in one of the smallest schools divisions. Um, in our school program, we actually had, you know, over 40 boys in our program in the last for the last three years. So you're saying we have about, you know, 80 to 90 percent of the boys in our program. We have three teams, and this year we had five seniors. And next year we are returning three of our starters from. Um, Two of them have started the last three years, so we have a lot of players returning also. Now, I've had the pleasure of visiting Lapway a number of times. I, I've seen the Wildcats, both, both the boys and girls, play uh, in the past, and I know the tradition there is really strong. At about what age uh, in the community do the kids start playing basketball? Well, they, they start t um, t playing recreational basketball and AAU um, probably at the the age of five is when they start getting serious. Before then, it's all up to if the parents will let them play with the big people or not. But uh, at the age of five, they are already on teams, they're already traveling, and they're already getting um, structured basketball already. Now, other than this, this loss there at the end of the season, tell us, I mean, obviously it was still an ex extremely successful season. I mean, you went undefeated. For Give sure. us some highlights. Over the past four years, we are 98-9. and nine. Uh, We won back-to-back -back state titles in 2021 20, and 2022. Um, we've, we've sent over um, eight players to college and playing college basketball right now currently from our program. Um, last year, we were voted Max Preps Team of the Year. Um, we have a current player on our team that has over five Division One scholarships. Um, last year, we, we had a player named Titus Euro. Um, he won the highest honor individual award you can win in, in your state. It's called Gatorade Player of the Year. And now he is um, a point guard at the University of Idaho. So we do have a lot of success. And also, we've um, won the district title the last three years. Um, we're tied for um, the state title record for 12 state titles. And the girls program actually is – um, the leader in state titles with 12. And um, last year was one of the years where they've done it multiple times where the boys and girls have both won it in the same year. And how did the girls team do this season? They actually did the same thing we did. And so it was both a heart, heartbreaking year for the Lapway and the community. Um, but again, um, they were super young. They have um, six freshmen that played a lot. So you're, you're saying for the next four years, um, you know, they're going to be right back in the state championship every year. Well, I know there's a saying up there in Lapway, uh, you folks don't rebuild, you reload. And it sounds like that's yeah. just going to happen there to girls. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another saying is that we love to say is uh, we don't love basketball here. We live basketball. There you go. Well, and tell us more about the girls because you have a lot of young men who are playing now at the college level. And is that yeah. the same for the girls? 
Yes, yes, currently we do. Um, this year they only had one senior, and she is going to go on to college. I'm not too, exactly sure where, but she's a very talented player. And also, um, you know, they have the coach's daughter, Jalen McCormick. She's only a freshman. She's All-State, um, and she's definitely going to be one of the uh, highly recruited players coming out of Lapway in a few years. And um, they, they are just like the boys' program. They set their program up to um, get their players ready for the next level. And um, I believe the girls have um, just as many players go to college as the boys' program. Well, Coach, I want to ask you, is there anybody on the team, anybody involved with the program at all, that you'd like to, to give a shout-out to on the air, mention or highlight here as part of a you know the, all this, this long history of success that you have there in Lapway? For sure, if you know the first, you know first one I've always wanted to do with my assistant coaches. I'm very big on getting um, coaches that have experience in basketball. A lot of people have um, watched the game and can coach, but I believe the best coaches come from who's actually lived it and who's actually been through the system, who's actually gone to college. So a lot of our coaches, you know, have had a lot of college experience and they have their degrees and. You know, they've gone on with their future in basketball and kept coaching. So I, I do want to give a shout-out to all my coaches. And also, the, you know, just the Lapway community. Um, when you lose a game here, it's it, it definitely hard because your, your expectations are so high. But, you know, we were down by 15, almost 20 points at one time, and we came back in the fourth quarter, and we tied the game back and went to overtime. So we have nothing to hang our heads out. And, you know, the coolest part about it, though, is we lost to another Native American school. So that, to me, just shows that, you know, Native American basketball is played at a high level in this area. And so it was really cool to see, and um, I'm glad that you know, they have a chance to have that experience in their community now of bringing a state championship back to their community because it's really important for um, having something like that for, for our Native American culture. Coach, I really appreciate you sharing that perspective because uh, when a Native team wins, we all win, right? Exactly, and that's exactly how we felt. At the end of the day, um, we're all Native American. We're, we, I know what those kids are going through, and I know what my kids going through growing up on the reservation, and not many teams in our area can say that they have to go through some of the struggles and the, the history of our people, what we've gone through and we fought through. And um, I don't think a lot of people understand that, you know, basketball, is, it, it is just a game, but also, you know, it's a way for, to bring us together and to support each other. And people always say, like, oh my gosh, you know, every game, like everybody's at your, every, everywhere you go, they, your fans follow. Well, it's because they care. And when you care uh, about something, um, for us, we, we want to make everyone else proud. So we, we also, we, we just care a lot. Coach Zachary Eastman, uh, congratulations on another fine season there in Lapway, Idaho with the, the basketball teams there. And uh, I want to bring in our next guest now, who is joining us from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tanisha Fitsui. Fitsui. She's the head coach for the Tohatchi High School Lady Cougars basketball team. She's Navajo. Kitch, uh, coach Fitsui, pleasure to have you back on Native America Calling. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you for uh, having me on this morning. You bet, Coach Pizzoe. And you were on our show back in 2018. Your team was in a similar situation, getting ready to play in the championship game later today at the, the University Arena, a.k.a. At the Pit in Albuquerque. Tell us what's different about this year's playoff run. 
Um, you know, it ne- nothing, it never gets, I don't know how to say it. Nothing changes. You know, you still have the same excitement, the same, um, vibes, the same, the energy is the same. And, you know, it's, it's always hard when you get every game gets harder, you know, as you approach. And now we you know the, the game that everyone uh, dreams of being in, we're, we're given that opportunity. And I think just from that, uh, two, was it 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, up to now is just probably um, for myself as a coach back then I was a lot younger and I'm obviously getting older so there's a lot of things for me that's different as far as that part of it but uh, you know the it's the, the journey is the same the community supports the same um, obviously uh, it's going to be against Santa Fe Indian so you know we're we're going to uh, I'm imagining uh, pack that pit <laughs> <laughs> um, the Navajo Prep Boys actually play right before us, so it's you know, and then the Gallup Lady Bengals are playing Kirtland Central a couple games after. So that you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, good uh, fan base, and it's, it's like I said, when we have Native, like he mentioned, um, you know, they all follow, and everyone's like, that's you know, it's because you know they yeah they care and uh, the support that they want to uh, bring for the young children. Coach Bitsoe, I really appreciate you. I'm here this game day. You got to get your team ready and prepped. And here you are doing an interview on Native America Calling. Really appreciate you spending time. And we are going to have to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more with Coach Bitsoe about her team this season and uh, what some of the highlights have been. A little bit more about this game coming up against the Santa Fe Indian School Lady Braves. Uh, this is Native America Calling, and we're talking basketball today, Native Hoops, and any basketball fans, if you are a player, a former player, if you're a coach, a former coach, or if you're just a fan or a basketball parent, I don't know. If you're just into basketball, what are you waiting for? Give us a call. Give a shout-out to one of our guests, or just talk a little hoops with us live on the air, Native America Calling, the number 1-800-996-2848. This is Sean Spruce, host of Native America Calling. You can listen in every weekday to hear the only national call-in show from a Native American perspective. We explore topics that range from traditional cultural practices to up-to-the-minute news that affects every American. We hope you can join us for the next Native America Calling. Hey, if you are 45 years or older, it may be time to talk with a healthcare professional about colon cancer screening. Medicare, Medicaid, and the marketplace have you covered. For more information, visit healthcare.gov or call 800-318-2596. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. El Aqua. You're listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're talking basketball, hoops, round ball, whatever you want to call it. The sports means pride and honor in Native communities from coast to coast. We know teams all over the country are playing in state championship tournaments right now, or they've already brought their trophies home. Call in and tell us how your local team did this year. We're at 1-800-996-2848. Or tell us about the time you played in the state tournament old school. We're also at 1-800-99-NATIVE. On the line now is Coach Tanisha Bitsoe. 
and she is the Tohatchi High School Lady Cougars basketball team coach. And uh, Coach Bitsoe, tell us more uh, about your season. What was your record coming into the state tournament this year? Uh, we came into this season, the um, state tournament with a record of 22-7. Uh, and seven. I think there's 22-7. And uh, we play in a tough district, and we, out here we call it Class 3A, and we're with, you know, teams within the area of Theroux, Crown Point, Zuni, Newcomb, Wingate, Tohachi, and Navajo Prep. So we have a very competitive um district and we played a very tough schedule um it's an interesting fact but all of the, our losses have come to uh teams that are contending in the state championship uh we lost to uh 5a volcano vista they're in a the state championship uh tomorrow and then we lost to kirtland central they're in the 4a uh, cl- um, class state championship and then we lost to a team escalante and they're in the 2a state championship we lost to farmington uh, they were eliminated in the uh, semifinals. But, you know, we, it just uh, says uh, shows we try to play a tough schedule. And, um, you know, it's been a very challenging season. Uh, these young ladies have uh, faced a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges um, within themselves and as a team. And, you know, for them to get to this point, it's just been an incredible uh, journey. And I'm just so proud of them. We're Getting, they're getting this opportunity. They've worked hard, and they deserve it. So uh, we're up against uh, Santa Fe Indian School, which um, has, you know, a mixture of different Native American girls as well. And last year, they actually eliminated us in uh, the semifinals by one point. It was 47-48, and um, we missed our – we had an attempt at the last second shot. We didn't make it, and they were at the one to advance um, – to the state championship game last year. So this year we came into the state tournament uh, rank number four, and we battled on the side with the number one um, seed Robertson Cardinals out of West Las Vegas, New Mexico. And they had one loss on the season to a 5A school um, called Centennial. And, you know, it was a tough matchup going in. And, you know, the girls played hard. They played with resilience and they they were resilient the whole game and you know we ended up winning 39 51 I believe Mm -hmm. okay so coming off this loss last season to SFIS uh there's some retribution on the line today I mean you've got a mission Uh, yes (laughs) the the girls remember that like you know that that stuck with them um as soon as the season ended they uh knew how much um, because that, you know, they, 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 did, they struggled that game. They had a lot of, um, uncharacteristic things, um, that they did and, you know, some shots that didn't fall, you know, the game is, you know, you just never know. So right. they, they, they carried that throughout. I, you know, I feel like they carried that, um, taste of that loss throughout the summer and going into the season. So, you know, it's ironic that, um, you know, Santa Fe also ended up beating the number two seeds, uh, Navajo Prep, and we, you know, meet up in this matchup, which was a semifinal game for us last year. Well, tell us more about your players on this team, current team. Who's really stepped up this season? Um, we have a junior guard, point guard. Um, her name is Brooke Bodoni. Um, she's uh, been with us since she was an eighth grader, and, you know, she's really grown into that um, 
you know, leadership role for her team. And she stepped up big yesterday in that um, semifinal game against Robertson. And uh, they're a tough physical. Uh, you, they walk in, you, you look at them, they look like a junior, a JUCO team. You know, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're solid. So, you know, she stepped up and she took it to the basket and she got to the line and she made her free throws. Um, that was a big lift for us. And also we have a sophomore guard, Winter Rose Shika. And um, she's come along. She's been with us since an eighth grader as well. And she hit some big shots. She's got some length. Uh, she hit key free throws. And um, we also have uh, another junior guard, Marissa Donetso. Uh, she's our primary shooter, but she's, you know, she's been, uh, this, this tournament, she's been um, kind of struggling from outside the arc, but she's doing other things, you know, she's playing defense, she's diving after loose ball, she's rebounding, and, you know, she's doing the little things that are adding up to, um, you know, our the, the results at the end, and then we also have uh, junior forward, Ciara Cecil. Uh, she's playing a good tournament as well, helping us on the boards. And then we have a sophomore forward, uh, Kayana Capitan. And uh, she's come up big for us as well. And then we have our bench players. We have uh, Kiana Baya. She's a senior. Uh, she's She stepped up and came off and had 11 points uh, yesterday in that semifinal game. So, And obviously we have um, the rest of our bench players and uh, they all contribute in the ways that they do. Now, do you have a lot of your girls looking to play at the next level? Yeah, I, I do. I have, I'd say um, about in this starting five, this starting lineup, about three of them uh, that have that dream or that desire. Where are they interested in playing? Um, I think a lot of our kids, um, you know, from my previous experience and from the kids that, we have sent off to college. The, the the greatest fit for them coming out of high school is a junior college. And then they're, you know, they develop there. And from there, um, I feel that the, you know, it's in, you know, they're going to learn, they're going to, um, you know, develop the skills that's necessary. If, you know, they want to play at the D2, you know, always, of course, kids dream of division one. And uh, we all know that that takes a lot of hard work and a lot of, you know, sacrifices, a lot of effort, good grades. And so, you know, that's something that I think even with that, you know, with their education, um, I feel like sometimes the smaller school environment is good for them and then they can, you know, adapt to that and then grow from that and then move on to, uh, you know, college or university institute. So that's just my, um, you know, and if they get looks from, you know, bigger schools and that, you know, we're all for it too as well. Coach, the Navajo Nation has such a, a fabulous tradition of women's basketball, players who have played Division One, players who have played in the, in the WNBA even. And uh, your girls, how much are they able to look up to those previous players? And uh, do you get feedback from some of those, uh, you know, these legendary uh, women's Navajo players? And do they give back to the, to teams like yours and younger players? Yeah, I mean, I think I um, I kind of know them on a on a personal level. Like, you know, there's Rainy Chris, who you know played at ASU, Gwyn um, Gwyn Hobbs or Gwyn Grant now, um, who played at UNLV, and uh, these are all like, I guess, in a sense, uh, Nadia Begay, you know, women that you know when I was growing up, I you know knew of and grew up to be Rinaldi Basenti, and um, now the kids, 
that this age, you know, it's funny because, you know, you, they, we, there have they have to be taught who these players are <laughs> mm. because they're so young. And, um, I think everyone, they're all familiar, um, with, um, Rinaldi because, you know, she's been inducted into, uh, many of the native, native American basketball hall of fame. And, right. you know, they, you know, she, um, Rainey coaches at Navajo prep. So, in that they're really good friends. So they're always, we're, they're always at our games and, you know, always get a chance and they're always encouraging even today, you know, they're, um, you know, encouraging the girls and um, giving them that positive, um, those positive thoughts and that positive feedback. So, yeah, I think these young ladies um, see, you know, that it, things like that are um, goals that they can accomplish. Coach Bitsoe, I want to be mindful of your time because I know you've got to go get your team ready for this big game. So thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. And uh, hey, really, best of luck uh, to your Lady Cougars this afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on, and thanks for the positive energy. And uh, we look forward to a successful outcome, but it was a pleasure. You bet. Absolutely. I'd like to add a voice to this conversation. We were able to catch up with Rick Sanchez, head coach for the Alchese High School Championship Girls Basketball Team. The team is from the White River, uh, White Mountain Apache Reservation in Arizona, and they're back-to-back Division 3A Arizona State High School Girls Basketball Champions. The tribe is actually hosting a parade for the team right now. Here's Coach We've Sanchez. We've been blessed with uh, back-to-back state championships. We just won last week, beating Cholo when... We talk about basketball quite over. It is a mainstay, as is, as it is in most reservations. We've taken these girls. They uh, play really, really hard defense. They've developed their skills over the year. And basically, we won three state championships out of uh, four years. We didn't play one year with uh, the COVID. And uh, these particular girls who won are amazing, amazing basketball players. Two of them are fighting for uh, valedictorian at this point. The Lord has blessed them with athletics and academics. And they've done a real good job. And they work really hard. And like I say, with God's good fortune, we've won it uh, two years in a row. So it's pretty amazing. The town follows us. Our gym holds about 3,800, and it's usually pretty full. But when we played the championship game, there was about 9,000 people. They just closed up White River and... and, uh, shut the gate as everybody went to the state game to watch. And so it's amazing following that we have of people. On Friday, we're going to have a big celebration and uh, with the tribe taking care of it. And it's a wonderful thing. It really lifts up the community. It's something that's really, really nice for the White Mountain Apache tribe. And thankful for all that they do and for the community support and fans that we have. And I'm thankful for the Lord giving me the girls and uh, our intentions that we're going to win it again next year. That was Coach Rick Sanchez from the White Mountain Apache Reservation in White River, Arizona. Callers, uh, if you want to give us a a shout-out, how does your Native community celebrate basketball team wins? Do you have parades? Do you have dances? Do you have celebrations? Tell us about it at 1-800-996-2848. Again, that number, 1-800-996-2848. Joining us now from Honolulu, Hawaii, is Dan Hale. He's the head basketball coach for the St. Louis High School boys team. He's the associate athletic director. He's an eighth grade teacher and a counselor. Coach Hale, welcome to the show. Aloha. 
<laughs> Aloha to you as well. And uh, your Crusaders are coming off a pair of back-to-back -back state championships. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, tell us a little more about your season. So this season was an interesting season because last year we had a lot of, uh, a lot of returnees and, uh, and we started five seniors and, you know, it was kind of a, it was more of a, my school is mostly known for football and they hadn't won a state championship in like 36 years for basketball. And so uh, last year was kind of a mission by those seniors to really kind of bring it back. And, um, and they did. So going into this year, we really didn't have much experience. I mean, we brought back a few guys and uh, pretty much everybody was very young and everybody was, uh, uh, you know, not real experienced at this level. And, uh, and we just, you know, it's the true testament to, to this group of guys that, that we had. They really committed to the off season. They saw what it took with the group before and uh, they kind of followed that model and, some guys stepped up, and uh, and at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about rebuilding, except for these guys. These guys were like, "No, we want to defend our state and championship." And uh, and in the end, they, you know, it was a tough road, but uh, but but they pulled it off, and it was just really for me, it was just a real joy to uh, to see that happen and see you know these young men go through those trials and tribulations that a season always has and uh and see them you know overcome all of the all of the quote unquote doubters and uh and to really uh fulfill that uh fulfill that goal that they had wonderful to hear and coach i understand you brought a player with you today to talk i did i did my point guard he's a sophomore uh shanson uh Rivalto and he uh he's over here and he was one one of those guys that really stepped up didn't get a lot of much time was on the team last year as a freshman his brother was a senior and uh and uh really really ended up stepping up and uh and and just being super key for us in our uh, state championship run well let's go ahead and introduce him now Shanson Rivalto he is a sophomore point guard for the Crusaders. Shanson, hello. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thank you. You bet. Well, sounds like a, a wonderful, wonderful season. Uh, what was the what was your favorite part this year playing on the team? Uh, I would say the the last game. Uh, no, the Ilani Classic game. Well, tell us about it. What happened? Uh, we got it was our first time playing playing in that uh, tournament, and they put us against the number one team in the nation. Number one team in the nation, and uh, wow. So how'd you play that game? Uh, I got hurt at the end, but the, uh, seeing all of uh, our players performing uh, against the top guys, like they're going to like D1 colleges, uh, Seeing them perform against those guys, I could uh, I see that we could compete against anyone in our state. Absolutely, and Chanson, you're only a sophomore, so tell us more about your goals for your next two years of high school. Uh, uh my, I'm trying to uh, go back to back uh, again uh, four times 
to uh to be the first uh of many to win four state championships. And how long have you been playing basketball? Uh since six years old. Six years old. And you're native Hawaiian. Do you come from a basketball family, brothers, sisters, parents? Uh, my dad and my brothers. And how does your family feel with you uh, part of the state championship team? Um, I mean, they're they're surprised that we pulled it off at the end, but it was it was really seeing, uh really happy for them and seeing a smile on their face at the end. No, oh, but they were. Um... We're going to have to take a break now. We're talking now with uh, the St. Louis High School boys team coach, Dan Hale, and sophomore point guard, Chanson Rivalto. Uh, They won back-to-back state championships there in Hawaii, so lots of successful teams here all across Native America. If you want to give a shout-out to one of these coaches, uh, if you'd like to talk to this player, this sophomore point guard, Chanson, what are you waiting for? we got open phone lines 1-800-996-2848. I'm going to give you that number again, 1-800-996-2848. Give a shout-out, Native Basketball. That's our focus today on Native America Calling. Support from the Self-Governance Communication and Education Tribal Consortium, presenting the 2023 Tribal Self-Governance Conference at the River Spirit Resort starting June 26th. Registration closes June 23rd at tribalselfgov.org. Support by the American Indian College Fund, providing millions of dollars of scholarships to Native students every year. Applications are accepted through May 31st at collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're celebrating high school basketball and all the teams and Native players who are wrapping up their seasons as we speak. Tell us about your current and past local championship teams, players, coaches. We're at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. On the line now is Coach Dan Hale, and he is also the Associate Athletic Director at St. Louis High School in Honolulu, Hawaii. He's coming off back-to-back state championships. And Coach Hale, listening to one of your players now, Shanson Rivalto, uh, just a sophomore, and and it, you know, high school, it, it's just so fast. You know, one, one, one day you're a sophomore or a freshman, next thing you know, you graduate and you move on. And what is it that you want your players to take away from this experience uh, playing high school basketball as they set out to live the rest of their lives? Yeah, I think uh, one of the other uh, coaches earlier mentioned that, that these are life lessons that these, uh, these guys are going through. And, uh, you know, that's really what sports is. And at this level, and that that really kind of underscored what was so uh, what was so nice about this year was that you know setting a goal and overcoming you know all kinds of adversity, which of course we had every season does, and uh, and then taking that and uh, and being able to triumph in the end, and it doesn't always work out that way too. Uh, I think some of the other calls said, said that as well. But you teach those life lessons, and you know that these guys are are ready to move on, and you know do you know apply this to their life, and uh, and and to be able to really kind of enjoy that success, and enjoy that and enjoy that that strife that you go through, knowing that in the end, if you really commit to it, 
uh, you'll be in a better place. Coach, you you wear a lot of hats there at the school. You're athletic associate athletic director. You're a teacher. <laughs> you're a counselor. You're a coach. I mean, uh, where does basketball fit in with all these other duties? Well, you know, it's interesting because our school we we had we have multiple guys in the NFL right now from our school, notably Tua Tagovailoa and Marcus Mariota. These are you know. And so our school is mostly known for uh, for football, and uh, and you know with this basketball resurgence, uh, it's it's been really neat to bring all the guys together in the school, and we're not we're not a big school, uh, but uh, but you know to have a kind of sense of community, and for me to be in my different roles, to be able to interact with these different. Uh, these different guys throughout the the day, I see them as students and see them on on the field or on the courts. Uh, it's it's been really really neat uh, for me to to experience this. Coach, you're being modest. I mean, <laughs> NFL players, <laughs> Tua and Mark. I mean, those are NFL superstars. Yeah, and they they they, they came from here. <laughs> Do they give back to the community and in, in the school? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm looking out my window right now, and I, there, there's a poster of uh, Marcus over there, uh, just you know, inviting and talking about the characters and the that we uh, we stress here at the school, and and uh, um, so they're 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 very visible success stories for our, for our school and for our for our guys. And so with the basketball doing well, uh, it's just kind of really enhanced this whole. Uh, St. Louis experience over here. Well, Coach, uh, it just sounds like a wonderful school and, and a, a great sports program, among other things. And I, I want to thank you again, and as well as Shanson, and congratulate you both on a fantastic season. Thank you, thank you. It's been a it's been a pleasure, and uh, uh, I'm enjoying the show. You bet. Let's go to the phones now, where we have Ernest listening on KBRW in Barrow, Alaska. Hello, Ernest. Kamaka Hepa in Hawaii, who's playing at the university over there, who grew up in Barrow, Alaska, and wanted to shout out the Barrow Whalers, Lady Whalers, who's playing regional championships in Bethel, Alaska. Go Whalers from top of the world. All right. From the top of the world, that's Ernest uh, listening on KBRW. Thank you, Ernest. Anyone else want to give a shout out like that? Take Ernest's lead, the number 1-800-996-2848. We've got another guest who is joining us from Hawaii, uh, in this case, Kohala, Hawaii, Robin Marquez. He's the athletic trainer at Kohala High School and an assistant coach for the boys' basketball team. He's Pacific Islander. Coach Marquez, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. You bet. Well, tell us about the basketball tradition at Kohala High School. Oh man, the basketball tradition here in Koala runs runs pretty deep. Um, uh, it's we, we like to think Koala is a just a, a basketball town. Um, the community is is behind the team every year. Uh, this year is, has just been an incredible year. Uh, we lost a lot of people last year, a lot of seniors, uh, some great players. Um, we actually won it for the first time in 2020. And so 
uh, that team was very young as well. So we had a lot of that, those core players up until uh, last year. So uh, COVID happened in 2021. And then last year we, we lost in the state semifinal. And um, it's kind of funny. Uh, we're, we're led by a freshman, uh, Leighton Kauka, and he was a manager uh, for us last year up in states. And when we lost, he told he told the team that we'd be back here next year, uh, which is this year. And um, sure enough, he made the game-winning shot, and and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, and, and give us some more highlights from the season. Um, it, you know, it was a, it was a great season. We actually um, met up with Dan guys uh, up in Kauai. We played St. Louis. And um, it, it was a great tournament. Kauai Kapa'a put, a, put up a great tournament up there. And um, uh, we played a lot of the top D2 teams. And um, the boys were up to playing the defending state champ from D1, St. Louis. And it was a great battle. Uh, it, was, it was a definitely a great game. Um, we lost by three points. But, you know, the, the boys took a lot from, from that game, knowing that when they come together and, and, and the pieces kind of, uh, come together and, and they put things in place and they execute, you know, good things can happen. And so there was a lot of promising things that, that came out of that game. Uh, even though it was a, it was a loss, uh, it was a learning experience. And, um, and so we, we came back from Kauai. Um, we had a very good tournament, uh, you know, up there. And, and that was, that was the end of the preseason. And then our first regular season game, we fell flat on our face uh, playing against Kau and, you know, we, the boys didn't show up and, um, and they learned from that. And so, you know, they, they kind of learned the, the, the both sides, right. When you, when you bring it and then when you don't bring it, you know, what can happen. And, um, and those were our only two losses of the season, but, you know, they were very important losses and, and it was it was a it was a great time in the season for us to pivot, and you know we kind of ran through the regular season schedule, but we just kind of as as coaches we wanted to keep the boys humble, level headed, you know, hungry, and and just kind of keep wanting more. And because we knew coming up to the state championship, uh, the the tournament, it wasn't going to be easy, and and uh, it was a dogfight. I mean, it was a dogfight just to get to the state championship. Uh, the, the BIF championship was was a tough game against Honoka'a. Uh, we we ended up winning by, I want to say three points, four points, something like that. Um, before that, our closest our closest uh, winning margin was I think 11 points. It was it was all double digits. So, you know, it was it was that was the thing is just keeping the boys um, poised and 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 hungry that you know we haven't won anything yet, and so. Uh, we won the the league and then going up to the state tournament, uh, playing Kalani at Kalani. That was a tough matchup. We we uh, had a 14 point deficit early in the game, and then uh, we fought back into it. And and uh, and the rest, you know, the rest of the tournament it was it was uh, it was a dogfight. I mean, state semifinal against Hawaii Baptist. Uh, that was a tough one, and then the state championship, uh, we were down the whole game pretty much to, to university and the boys just hung in there 
and and uh, we were able to come out on on top uh, at the end with with the game winning shot by Layden. And so, you know, this year we pride we pride ourselves on defense, uh, just uh, full court man to man, and and that's kind of what we did. Um, you know, we kind of lack height. And so we kind of make that up with our quickness and our efforts. And then hopefully at the end of the game, we can tire our opponents out where they're, they're making some mistakes that, that they're not used to making. So that's, that's kind of been our, our, our model for the season is, is uh, defense wins championships, and we're going to pride ourselves on defense. Well, Coach, it sounds like a tremendous season. Uh, I, I want to talk with you more before we do that. We've got another caller from Alaska, Ralph, up in Antioch, listening on KYUK. Hi, Ralph. You're on the air. Hi. I'd like to say shout-out to my Antioch half-breeds going to state for the second year in a row. Son's playing uh, senior year this year. Go Ralph, Ralph, thanks for calling. That's an interesting name uh, for a basketball team. How long uh, yeah. have, has your son been playing? Oh, he's we've been here for twenty years now. He's he's uh, eighteen, but the team Antioch Halfbridge has been there since the uh, seventies. Since the seventies. Well, Ralph, <laughs> yeah. thank you for calling in today and uh, giving a shout out to your son. Uh, well wishes to you and your family up there in Antioch and. I want to go ahead and go back to Coach Robin Marquez, who is at Kohala High School in Hawaii. And uh, Coach, you just gave us a, a really good rundown on on your team this past year. And tell us also about the community there and the families and uh, how they support your athletes. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the community is. I mean, we we come from a very small community, about seven thousand. Our student body is about two hundred sixty students, and so we're. We're a very, very small, tight knit community. I mean, everybody knows everybody, and and um, and you know, like I said, they the, the community follows the team, and so our our home games are packed. Uh, we pack the gym. Our concession is sold out before I think the varsity game even starts most of the time, and and um, you know, when it comes to fundraisers, the community is there, and uh, state tournament going up to Oahu you know people just you know spending the time and the money to to follow the boys and support the boys and it just means so much to the boys and in creating that experience right that that they have the the community behind us and so you know the boys they, they it's always for the community you know we play for the name on the front of our jerseys and and so the boys you know, and the coaches, we always dedicate the season, not just to the community, but this year especially was was special because uh, we kind of dedicated the season to the the 2020 team um, that that couldn't defend their title in 2021. You know, those seniors that lost out on a season, um, the seniors that that didn't make it to the state championship the year before, and so you know, the the boys are always playing for for somebody. And, you know, we always told them to play inspired basketball because, you know, when you play inspiring basketball, good things happen on the court. But not just that, it's, it's good things happen off the court with the people that are watching you. You know, there's often little kids that are watching, you know, parents bring their kids. And, and, and that's, the, that's the great thing. I mean, you know, before, you know, before there was 
a lead in Cauca, there was uh, Ocean Casimero. Before there was an Ocean Casimero, there was a, a Keelan Figueroa, there's a Brandon Bautista. And, you know, I can go on and on. There's Lawrence Cauca, Keone Emiliano, Kale Emiliano, and and Brad Estabilio, you know, Don Fernandez. I mean, these are these are generations of of basketball players that came out of Kohala. You know, there's there's way too many for me to even uh, uh, describe on on this on this show. But you know, the 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 basketball roots is deep in Kohala, and, and the community, you know, they're they're well behind the team, and so it's 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 a great atmosphere, a great community to be a part of. Well, Coach, we're going to have to wrap up the show in another minute or so, but I want to give you the last word and tell us about any kind of upcoming celebrations that are planned to honor your team. Yeah, so uh, we we kind of had a our little parade already when we came home. Uh, we we had our homecoming through the through the town. We had the uh, the fire the fire truck ex- escort, the police escort, and whatnot. And so we're we're actually gearing up for a banquet. Uh, coming up April 1st, and um, the our, our Hawaii State rep, our mayor, our governor is is making plans to attend, and uh, we've got some some rings that that's being on order right now, and uh, just you know looking forward to uh, companionship, fellowship with with uh, the parents and and some of the community members, and and um, you know just kind of soaking it all in before we kind of you know, really officially put this, this season to a close and, and look forward to uh, defending the title next year. Coach Robin Marquez and uh, head coach there at Kohala High School in Hawaii. An outstanding I'm not, season. I'm not the head, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not the head. I, I won't take that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Assistant coach. The head coach. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm more the, the athletic trainer, and, and I kind of help out with the team. With, with gotcha. The team, uh, okay. While I'm there. <laughs> gotcha. Assistant coach, athletic trainer, uh, but definitely, definitely a huge, uh, huge impact for the program there at Kohala High School. That's all the time we have for today's basketball highlight show. Good luck to all the dedicated athletes carrying on the legacy of Native basketball. I'd like to thank our guests, Zach Eastman, Rick Sanchez, Tanisha Bitsoe, Robin Marquez, Dan Hale, and Jansen Rivalto. Join us next week for another lineup of conversations about Native topics. Our executive producer is Art Hughes. Our producers are Andy Murphy and Sol Traverso. Marino Spencer is the engineer. Show McPollin is the digital producer. Nola Daves-Moses is the Distribution Director. Bob Peterson, Network Manager for Native Voice One. Clifton Chadwick is our National Underwriting Sales Director. Antonia Gonzalez is the Anchor for National Native News. Charles Sather is our Chief Operations Officer. The President and CEO of Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation is Jacqueline Salee. Have a safe weekend. I'm Sean Spruce. Program support by Amerind. For 35 years, Indian Country has put its trust in Amerind, providing insurance coverage, strengthening Native American communities, protecting tribal sovereignty, and keeping dollars in Indian Country are Amerind's priorities. More information on property, liability, workers' compensation, and commercial auto needs at Amerind.com. That's A-M-E-R-I-N-D.com. Support for this program provided by the American Indian Higher Education Consortium. 
the collective spirit and unifying voice of 37 tribal colleges and universities. For over 45 years, AHEC has worked to ensure that tribal sovereignty is recognized and respected and that tribal colleges and universities are included in this nation's higher education system. Information on a tribal college or university near you at AIHEC.org. Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.